Hey guys, hey, it's Carissa Corona here, and welcome back to Movie Geek, where we talk about movies and shows and whatever else you guys want to talk about concerning entertainment. My name is Carissa Corona. If you are new to this show, welcome. Like I've said before in all the other podcasts, I'm just a regular, regular girl. I like to watch movies. I love to watch new TV shows. I like to read a lot of books. And, um, you know, occasionally I like to watch people play video games because I'm not going to pretend like I actually play. I don't. But sometimes I do get interested in watching people play video games because some video games out there are interesting, uh, like storytelling and whatnot. So if you guys have movies, anytime, can anything concerning entertainment, please message me on Twitter or Instagram at Carissa Corona, C-A-R-I-S-S. S-A, I put three S's in there. So if you would like me to review anything, please put that on there. Like I said, I'm a regular person, so don't come at me. I do not do this professionally, quote unquote. Professional being New York Times is not paying me to talk about movies. (laughs) Uh, But if they want to pay me, you're welcome to because I feel like movie reviewers suck and that's why I started this podcast because sometimes we watch movies that reviewers have told us to watch and they are the dumbest movies waste of my life and then other times they say this movie sucks and then I go watch it and I'm like that changed my life this is the most incredible film I've ever seen in my life and that's also a problem when it comes to win Oscars, you know, movie awards, you kind of just wonder, how did that movie even get into the mix? I was like, I don't even know what that movie is. (laughs) I've never heard of that. Uh, So, you know, I spent a lot of time surfing the web and trying to find different movies, and I had come across this specific movie called Unholy, and I was really excited to watch this, because if you guys have followed me for a while, if you've been a part of this listening group from the beginning. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Um, you guys know that I am a huge supernatural, paranormal type of horror fan. I do like watching other types of horrors. Don't get me wrong. I do like monsters and villains and all that fun stuff, but supernatural is definitely my favorite. It's in my top. Um, specifically, when it comes to just, I guess you could say, demonic films, that sounds really bad. I'm not a Satanist, just so you guys know. I actually grew up Christian, so um, there's lots of personal reasons why these are my favorite, and maybe one day I'll share, but for now, I just, just throw it out there. These are my favorite. My absolute favorite movie in the entire world is The Conjuring 2. Number two. I do like the first one, but the second one just really explains certain things that just like pierce my heart. And I'm just like, it's, it's amazing to me. I felt so seen and understood in that film. <laughs> so, um, yeah, as far as me growing up, I've always, um, been able to see 
the supernatural. Um, I don't think I've ever said that on this podcast before. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I've ever told you guys that. Yeah, I grew up being able to see things, you know, like I could see when there's a demonic presence in a room and I, I have always had a confidence in myself that that God who is inside of me was stronger than these other forces. So I've always commanded these things to leave, at least while I'm there. You know, whatever happens once I leave, like that's on you guys because you're the one inviting it. So I can educate you. I could be like, hey, you should probably stop doing that because that's why this demonic force is here. But yeah, I've always been able to sense it. I've always been able to see it. And most of the time, I have a really good sense of people and what's attached to people um i've learned to turn it off over the years because it kind of gets overwhelming when you're around people and um you're constantly like i guess reading their mail (laughs) unintentionally (laughs) um so it i've learned to turn it off and um over time i've learned to not let things attach itself to me specifically um as far as intuition goes because i can be very sensitive to that that's why a lot of people kind of for some reason but in my younger years people would think of me like in my early 20s um people would think of me as kind of cold because I didn't like to be touched um but it it had played more of the end of like I do feel everything so when I didn't know how to control my emotions I guess you could say yeah, I, I would say that. I couldn't control emotions. So when I feel everything and you're touching me, whatever is attached to you starts trying to attach itself to me and then I get overwhelmed and anxiety and all that stuff. So I had to learn how to turn it off. So when I, you know, being a weirdo, <laughs> I've always, you know, very, very protective over that part of my story growing up now not so much i don't care if people think i'm weird i don't it is what it is um and if you're gonna be around me that's just what you're gonna experience um specifically if you're you don't want to be in a relationship with me (laughs) um so you know i you know my ex-husband he was always very open he had a very open mind when it came to the, this world, and um, he was never afraid. He was never afraid of it. He was never afraid of me. He was never afraid of like what we experienced. And I, that's why I think one of my favorite shows is Ghost Whisper. So I was like, "That's us. <laughs> that was me and him." And so, and Ghost Whisper says that she she talks about how people thought she was weird, and then she came across her husband, and he encouraged her, and he supported her, and it, feeling seen by someone was very exciting for her, you know, and comforting and finding a home in a person because they accept all of who you are. You don't have to hide certain parts. And so, um, I, you know, not that I, I won't ever find that again, but you know, I, I appreciated that about 
my ex-husband that he was always very keen to listening to what I'm saying and if I didn't want to go a specific place he 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 would be like okay no questions asked kind of thing um and you know like he wasn't afraid of that and so when I started watching the Conjuring movies and kind of learning about Lorraine and Ed I was like oh my god I love these people they are this is this is what I this is what I I'm searching for that's the love story I like (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I have this love for uh, those type of horror films, and um, I came across this one, and I was excited to see it. I thought it was going to come out as a stream. I did not think that it was going to be in theaters, because theaters have been closed for a year now, um, if not longer. And um, I just did not think that it was going to hit theaters. So it is kind of unfortunate that it it did what it was released into theaters, you know, right as we're barely opening. I know for me, I have one, well, I've always had just one theater in my small town, but like all the surrounding cities that are major cities in California, they do not have their theaters open. So, um, it's kind of unfair because they're they're basing their box off a very small percentage of people who get to watch this film. Um, and I, like I said, I live in California, so we are not open. And if you hear my daughter in the background, she is in her Zoom class. I tried to shut her door, but my cats keep opening it. <laughs> so um, if you hear that, that's that's what you're hearing. But um, yeah, I feel like it's very unfair. It's super unfair that they opened it around this time. But also, I found out that the main character, um, the main character who is Jeffrey Dean Morgan, also love him as an actor, so I was pretty excited to see him in this film as well. I actually, and it, which I thought was very interesting, and I, I'm going to talk about it later, but I could have sworn, I don't know, I'm probably wrong, I'm most likely wrong, I thought he was an atheist, <laughs> so I thought that was interesting as an actor not believing in God and doing a film where believing in God is kind of what gets you through the film, so I thought that was interesting. Um but I, I probably am wrong. Chances are. <laughs> I just uh, wasn't, I don't know. I'm, I'm most likely wrong, but I could have sworn I read somewhere or heard him talk in that sense where he doesn't, he, he doesn't necessarily consider himself like a spiritual person, but I could be wrong. I'm, I'm always wrong, but you know, whatever. Uh, so yeah, this movie, Unholy, if you have not already heard about it, it's in theaters right now. It's, oh yeah, oh, but back to my original, it was his birthday yesterday, so I watched it on his birthday. Whoop, whoop, hope you got lots of money for that. Happy birthday, Jeffrey. Anyways, so this movie is a girl inexplicably gains the power to heal the sick after supposed visitation from the Virgin Mary. 
As word spreads and people flock to witness her miracles, a disgraced journalist visits a small New England town to investigate. However, when strange events start to occur, he soon wonders if these phenomena are a result of something more sinister. So it was the director was Evan Splitopoulos. Los? I'm I also butcher names, sorry guys, um, and the, he's Greek, so yeah, I'm going to butcher that. But it's based off the book Shrine by James Herbert, so I'm probably going to pick up that book as well so I can kind of read and compare. And then, so, okay, so they're kind of leaving out something in the beginning. So in the beginning, he is a paranormal writer and he comes up with these stories he fabricates them and he kind of built a fame off of that so he has this deadline that he's supposed to write this specific um story i guess you could say and then he's talking to this farmer and then he goes to this tree and that's when he finds this doll and the doll is wrapped in chains and has a date on it. Well, the farmer tells him, oh, that's a Kern doll. The Kern doll it represents a time period where farmers would put these dolls and bury them in hopes for a good harvest. And so, if you don't know what harvest means, it means that when whatever you're planting at the time that it's supposed to be taken from the earth, that's called a harvest. And you want like a good harvest. So one, you could eat off of it and two, you could sell it. And so if you get a lot of harvest, you get a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? So they put these dolls, they're called Kern dolls. And you are hoping that it absorbs all of the negative energy and you have these great harvests which also i find very interesting because they would do it in a time frame where people were extremely religious so it's interesting when you talk about like the early 1700s and the early 1800s because these people would were like extremely religious but at the same time like stupid superstitious i don't know how that works hand in hand but they were so you know they would like literally crucify women for being witches but then turn around and do things like this it made no sense it made no sense to me so during this time frame you know they would do things like this but this specific doll was bound and then it had like a really weird date and he notices it it says february 31st and he's like that's not even an actual day weird so he he doesn't think anything of it and he decides to smash it and when he smashed it he ends up taking a picture with the farmer and then kind of moves on with his day he didn't think anything of it i feel like i would have done research immediately like i'm looking at a creepy doll bound in chains with a weird time stamp on it yeah i'm not gonna touch it i'm gonna look it up but apparently Jeffrey Dean Morgan 
doesn't do research like that as a journalist. So he just goes and smashes it, takes a picture and moves on with his life. As he's moving on with his life, he ends up driving on a road and almost kills this girl that's standing in the middle of the road. Instead, he swerves off, crashes his car, gets out of his truck, ends up seeing the girl go into the woods and he follows her into the woods where it leads him back to this tree. And what's interesting is, you know, he, this girl he had met prior, she didn't speak. She was deaf and she did not speak. So he's watching her and she gets to this tree and she's talking. She's like literally praying in front of this tree. And so he's like, that's weird. You know, she can't talk. She, I literally just met her. She doesn't speak. She is deaf. She does not speak. And so he ends up taking her home and he brings her to his, her, her uncle who raised her, which is also a priest in the town. And he tells the grandpa, like she was speaking and they don't believe her obviously for good reasons because she's never spoken in her or they don't believe him and and, you know he has she hasn't spoken her entire life so uncle doesn't believe it they get her doctor there the doctor don't believe it and then the church is the next day when church happens the next day this girl stands up she's in a trance she walks out all the other teens in the room also go into this trance they follow her and she walks to this tree next thing you know while they're all in the trance she starts to speak and the grandpa's like oh my god and everyone around her is like oh my god you know everybody's freaking out because this girl who never spoke before is now speaking and they're like this is a miracle this she is a i don't know a prodigy i don't know she's just there's something on her i guess that is believable for miracles so that's what starts this entire process so (laughs) i thought was interesting about this movie is there was a lot of like different sayings and scriptures that were thrown out and I thought that they were just literally perfect for this film because it's it comes with the you know parallel with the idea that sometimes if things appear good it's not actually good you know and we can take that information with everything in our life like we should always be doing research we should always like look at the big picture because it may sound great at this moment but we should be questioning everything <laughs> and that's i live my life like that like We're living in weird times, guys. Super weird times. Like, especially if you live in America. I know I have listeners from other countries. So I don't really know, like, all the details of going on in your guys' country. But in my country, we are... We're not okay. (laughs) And we have a lot of things going on, especially politically. Like, we're just in a really weird, like, preteen age right now. Where we're, like, going through puberty and a lot of crazy things are happening. So when things appear good, they're not always good. You know, some ideas sound great until you look at the bigger picture and then you're like, oh wait, that's gonna mess us up later. This is probably not a good idea. Or this person's probably not actually good for us, you know? So that's what is the, the basics of this movie is, is if you 
if something's coming as an angel of light, like we should question everything. And I feel like for us, it's easier to question spirituality than it is anything else. Because I know that there's a lot of people that have been hurt by church. So you definitely want to question everything. And and I think that's good. You should. Um, it, it just learning, like ask God for a discerning spirit. Like I need to have a discerning spirit so I can know if this spirit is good. If the spirit in this person is good, if their intentions towards me is good. And for her, she didn't have that. So she was sitting there like praying and praying and praying for you know, she's Catholic. So she's praying and praying, praying for mother Mary to like heal her. And then she is easily deceived by this other spirit, which I find also very interesting because one thing I've learned like in through theology and studying theology is that the enemy, if you don't understand what that means, the enemy being the devil, the devil is the enemy of our soul. He literally is cunning and will come to you and not necessarily lie. He just won't tell the whole truth. So he comes at her and tells her, I am Mary. And she just runs with it. And it's like, that's Mary, mother of Jesus. He never said he was Mary, mother of Jesus, but because we want to force some an idea on something, we actually like deceive ourselves and the enemy doesn't even have to work that hard because we're so hungry for the next prophecy. We're so hungry for the next miracle that we literally deceive ourselves. And that's really what this movie shows us is as people, we are naturally hungry for spiritual things and we will allow ourselves to be deceived because we want it so badly. You know, we want to experience a supernatural miracle. And so at one point, you know, one of the priests say that God is a God of miracles. He is a God of the miraculous, but he always uses unlikely people and unlikely situations. And when you read the Bible, that's true. You know, when he, when he rescued the, the man with legions of demons attached to him, everybody had lost hope with this guy like everybody was like this guy Jesus don't waste your time with him like so many people have tried to deliver this person it's not gonna happen just let it go and then Jesus was like nope I'm gonna use that situation so he goes and he literally like releases the demons into pigs and rescues this man from himself And so I thought, you know, as I'm watching this, I'm like, this is amazing. This movie is so good. I felt like it was very well written. Um, There were moments where I felt like there should have been a little bit more for us, but overall, this movie was well written. And this movie was very, this movie was intriguing it kept you thinking about what may have happened next and there was a lot of pop-ups like I was very pleased with the amount of scares that this movie had because it was creepy like the, the demon itself was creepy she um 
she was creepy in the way that she moved and I think it was creepy because they got it so spot on like I've seen a lot of demonic films but this one was super spot on as far as like how the demon moved and how it like its presence is relentless you know and then by the fact that it's not necessarily that the demon gets stronger with fear it's just that when people are afraid they're weakened because like I said greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world the power of God that is inside our people who we are we are more powerful than demons we are more powerful than what's lurking in this world and we can cast it out once you realize that once you realize the authority you have over darkness it's it it cannot it literally cannot do anything you could literally walk into a room and be like i'm here all demonic forces need to leave now in the name of jesus christ that's all you have to say and yet we get so paralyzed with fear and the reason being is if they can control you with fear then you won't do anything to stop it and that's with everything in life you know not just the spiritual realm but like think about it even even like if you watched like dystopian films they make it's a scare tactic they make you afraid they make you afraid of the virus they make you afraid of a person they make you afraid of the politics and then you don't revolt because you're afraid you genuinely believe the lies so fear always keeps you handicapped of your greatest capacity and that's what you learn in this film the more people yearned for this this entity to give them what they wanted and the fear that they had of not having it the stronger it became and so i don't know i don't want to like i don't want to say the whole film but what i can say for you is that you one should go see this film i think it's great if your theaters are open go see it um and two I think we should work on it as a group as a whole as a human race to not be afraid. Don't be afraid of the unseen. Don't be afraid of don't be afraid of of resisting what may be authority or leadership that's put in front of you. Don't be afraid of 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 what may happen all you can do is walk in your authority walk in your power we all have it walk in your power and you will overcome many things in your life and not and not have to experience the negative things command it to go command your body to listen command your mind you know like it's so important and if you come across a weird ass like doll wrapped in <laughs> chains don't smash it like google that like google what it is that's what you should have done that's what he should have done google what that is like oh weird doll buried in a field weird doll buried in a field with chains 
impossible dates. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, he should have done that. But um, yeah, so this is the end of my podcast. I hope that you go see uh, this movie. It is called The Unholy. I give it a 7 out of 10. Google users gave it a 77%. And uh, I'm not even going to read the IMDb or the Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic because it's just not fair. This film came out in a very difficult time of the world so I'm not going to even bother reading them but I will say that Google users who have watched it were 77% which is actually kind of amazing. I gave it a 7 out of 10 because um, I I loved the film. I feel like there were areas of the film it could have been probably better or like the story could have been more um, explored but overall I still thought it was a great film and I think that you should go watch it it's called The Unholy starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan alright guys that's it for today's podcast please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Carissa Corona C-A-R-I S-S-S-A, Corona, C-O-R-O-N-A. If you don't know how to spell Corona by now, you have lived under a rock. So I will talk to you guys later. Let me know what you think of this film. All right, guys. Bye.